0: If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530 8920521 John chapter 3. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus,
1: who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, and we pray that you would speak to us, that we might understand, that we might grasp the spiritual significance of what is clearly communicated by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. John chapter 3. I've announced and uh, proclaimed to you that the title of this sermon is Straight Talk About Spirituality from Jesus. Did you hear how Jesus said, very truly, I say to you, in the original language, it's amen and amen, or what I'm about to say is absolutely true. It's straight talk about spirituality from Jesus. And John chapter 3 presents contrasts. We're going to see the contrast between Nicodemus and his understanding and Jesus and what he's trying to communicate. We're also going to be seeing contrast between those who accept the Lord and those who reject the Lord. So here are five questions I'm going to go over from our text. The first is, who is Jesus? The second is, what is your worldview? The third is, what is your spiritual status? The fourth is, which is your spiritual preference? And the final question is, who is Jesus to you? Let's look at this set of questions as we look at John chapter 3, verse 2. Nicodemus came to Jesus, and in the question, who is Jesus? He ventured forth his guesstimate. He said, Rabbi, meaning teacher, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. So right there we see that Nicodemus' perception of Jesus is not only that he's a teacher, but that he's a miracle worker performing signs, and he's authenticated by God, that no one could do these signs, these miracles, unless God were with him. Even though that's a pretty good estimation of who Jesus is, it's not accurate. You see, Jesus in John chapter 3, two times refers to himself as the Son of Man. The Son of Man is a technical term from Daniel chapter 7, referring to the fact that he is the Messiah, who will one day come back on the clouds of glory. He's also the source of eternal life, he says twice in this chapter. And twice in this chapter, he says he's God's one and only son. And he also says he's the savior of the world. None of these are what Nicodemus understands him to be. So we have a human perception of Jesus. But a divine perception shows who he really is. Who is Jesus? John 3, 13, 17 John 3, 13 to 17 says, No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Here, Jesus is clearly saying that he is God, he is from heaven, he became a human being, and he must be lifted up in the same way that Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness when the israelites were wandering for 40 years in the wilderness they were grumbling about the food and um, there was a punishment for that grumbling and it was these poisonous snakes that would bite them and they were dying and moses their leader said what can i do to stop it and god said lift up a bronze serpent a serpent made out of bronze on a stick and all who look at that bronze servant serpent will be healed. But those who refuse to look at the bronze serpent, God's remedy, will die. And so that's exactly what he did. And so the reference Jesus is making is that just as Moses lifted up that bronze serpent in the wilderness and all who looked to it lived, he's going to be lifted up on the cross and all who look to him by faith will live eternally. The Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Who is Jesus? John 3 goes on to say, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus Christ is God's gift of love, that all who trust in him are saved from eternal punishment, from perishing in hell, and instead receive the gift of eternal life. So this is an important thing, that Jesus came into the world to save the world, not to condemn it. Now he is coming again. And in his second return, he will be coming as judge. And all who have rejected him will give an account and will pay dearly. But he came the first time as savior, the second time as sovereign, is when he comes again. In John 3:27, we come to the second question. What is your worldview? Jesus said, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. Unless God reveals spiritual truth to us, we cannot perceive it. We think in the physical and the materialistic and in the visible realm, we don't think in the spiritual realm. So there's the physical worldview and the spiritual worldview, and the question is, which is your spiritual? Which is your worldview? In John 3.3, Jesus said to Nicodemus, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. That is literally born from above, born by the Spirit. And in John 3, 4, Nicodemus is thinking concretely and regarding a physical worldview. He says, how can someone be born when they are old? Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. You can see how he's taking this literally and and, um, concretely and missing the point. That we are born with a body. We have a soul, which is our personality, made up of our will and our intellect and our emotions. But we are spiritually dead. When we trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes into us and makes us spiritually alive. He indwells us. He lives inside of us so that we are responsive to God. We are made into new creations. The old has passed away. The new has come, but Nicodemus, thinking from a physical worldview, did not understand this. It reminds me of the parable of the mice living in a piano. These mice lived in the piano and they were wondering, where's that beautiful music coming from? What's creating that beautiful sound of music? And so an explorer mouse went searching and came back with his report. What's creating this beautiful music is the taut wires that are vibrating. And everyone accepted that theory. But then another explorer mouse went even farther. And he came back with his report. He said, what's creating this beautiful music are felt hammers that are striking the taut wires that cause them to vibrate. And there's your beautiful music. But none of them had the true understanding because they did not acknowledge the unseen player. How many of us have a physical, materialistic worldview, a closed universe view? So that we see things and judge them regarding our five senses of sight and touch and smell and hearing and taste. And if it doesn't measure up, we say it doesn't exist. There's a spiritual realm and Jesus is speaking straightforwardly about that spiritual realm. Nicodemus has a physical worldview, thinks he has to be crawling back into his mother's womb And Jesus is saying, you're not getting it. You must be born again by the Holy Spirit, by entrusting in me. And Jesus repeats the fact that he's not getting it. He says in John 3, 10 to 12, you are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and do not understand these things. And in verse 12, he says, I've spoken to you of er earthly things and you do not believe, how then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? So with regards to the worldview, Jesus says, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. That is born from above, born by the Holy Spirit through faith in Christ. So the first time you were born, you were born of water. That is, Uh, your mom's water broke and contractions began and you were birthed. But the second time to be born again, you trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit comes into your life and makes you a new creation and you have eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Jesus is trying to put the cookies on the lowest shelf and say to this great teacher who's part of the Sanhedrin, the ruling council of Israel, he's saying to him, you may not see the wind, but you can see the trees swaying because the trees are being blown around by the wind. And so it is with the Holy Spirit. You may not see the Holy Spirit, but when he comes into a life, he changes that life. There were two little boys talking together, and one knew that the other boy had trusted in Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And he says, what's that like when you trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Does he stick out? (laughs) When you ask Jesus into your heart, does he stick out? And that's a great way of illustrating how a kid Thinks, okay, a huge, full grown man is going to come into my heart. Does he stick out? Well, he may not stick out physically, but he makes a difference in your life so that people know that he's in you. The Spirit changes you from the inside out. And again, Jesus said, whoever, uh, a person who, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. These are spiritually discerned things that are spiritually revealed, given by the Spirit. When the Spirit opens your eyes, you see spiritual things. Until then, you don't get it. You think in terms of physical, materialistic worldview. The second question I'm going to ask is, what is your spiritual status? In John 3.18, Jesus said this, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they... Have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So there's the spiritual status of those who believe. They're not condemned. They're forgiven of their sin. They're not headed for eternal separation from God. But those who do not believe are condemned already because they're standing in their sin. They are condemned by their own sin and they have refused the pardon, the divine pardon that God has made available to them through the death and sacrifice of Christ on the cross in their place. It's like a a prisoner on death row. And he receives notice from the warden that says, the governor has issued a a pardon for you uh, so that you're free to go. And he says, no, thanks. I'm just going to stay here on death row until my date of execution. Well, that would be foolish for him to continue In that state but yet people today are denying Christ they're denying what Christ did on the cross they're denying that he is the Son of God and Savior and because of that they're going to die in their sins and they're going to experience judgment Jesus is saying believe in him and you'll be forgiven there's no condemnation for those who believe and trust in Jesus Christ and then the next question is what is your spiritual preference Jesus says it plainly in John 3:19 and 21. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. So either you prefer darkness or you prefer light. Those who prefer darkness as their spiritual preference want darkness to cover over their evil. They hate the light because it exposes their evil. They want to continue to sin and to be disobedient and to... um, live it up in their own way and they don't want any accountability and they don't want anybody else telling them what to do or being their lord and master. They want to be the lord and master of their own destiny, the lord of the ring, of their own ring. But those who choose light admit that they're sinners. Those who choose light and live by the truth say, I need forgiveness and I'm so thankful Jesus, that you died on the cross to pay for my sins and your blood was shed to wash away my sins. Yes, I'm coming to you. Yes, I need forgiveness. Yes, I would like eternal life. What is your spiritual preference? Is it toward darkness or towards light? Now, none of us lives a perfect life, and we do make mistakes, and we do fall short, and we do fail. But there's a difference between a pilgrim and a hypocrite. A hypocrite is someone who knows what is the right thing to do but pretends that they're doing the right while they're doing the wrong. While a pilgrim is someone who does wrong, admits it's wrong, confesses it is wrong, and resets his eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of his faith. So we're not perfect. We're just forgiven. And by admitting that we need the Savior, we walk in the light. So this chapter could be summarized by these contrasts. With regards to who is Jesus, you have on the one side, is he a teacher? Or on the other side, is he who he says he is, divine savior? With regards to what is your worldview, is it a physical, materialistic worldview? Or is it a spiritual worldview? With regards to what is your spiritual status, Are you a forgiven believer, not condemned? Or are you a condemned denier that you deny the Lord and stand condemned already in your sins? And with regard to the last question, which is your spiritual preference? Is it light or darkness? As long as you keep on heading towards the light, trusting in the Lord, uh, you experience ongoing, refreshing forgiveness, and power from the Holy Spirit to live for the Lord and glorify him in your life. But if you continue to rebel against the Lord and resist the Lord and run from the Lord, you live in darkness. The final question is, who is Jesus to you? Jesus says this message to you. If he were here right now, and he is by his Holy Spirit, he would say to you the words from this chapter, very truly I tell you, and he would say your name, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born from above. Very truly I tell you, and he would say your name again, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus is speaking to you. He is saying the way into heaven, the way into the kingdom, is by being born by the Holy Spirit. By trusting in him, in faith, the Holy Spirit of God gives you new life. And that new life is eternal life. Would you like to trust in Jesus today? Would you like to reaffirm your faith in Jesus today? Please pray with me. Jesus Christ, we believe you are who you said you are. We come into light right now. According to the truth we know, we have sinned and fall short of your perfect holiness. And we ask for your forgiveness. Jesus, we thank you. You died on the cross for our sins, that we could be forgiven. We accept that divine pardon. And Lord, we know you rose from the dead so that we could have eternal life. We ask you to make us anew. Make us into new creations by your Holy Spirit. May we be born again by you entering into our lives by your Spirit. We want that. We need you. We want you. We thank you for loving us. In
0: Jesus' name, amen. Do you need encouragement? I want to share my spiritual gift of encouragement with you. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521 to find out how you can connect with our weekly worship services and faith-building messages from God's Word.